for your promise never to leave us nor to forsake us. We are grateful, Lord, that we know that you are with us. We are grateful, Lord God, that wherever the word of the King is, there is power. We thank you, Lord, that your word is with us today. And your power is present to perform your word. Have your way in our midst, most like God. Quieting every one that is crying in their heart. Comfort those, O oh God, who are mourning in Zion. Strengthen the weak today, O oh God. That they heal the sick. Lord, throw our confusion into confusion, even as you liberate us with your spirit in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have paid the highest price. You've been crucified. You were like a rose that was trampled on the ground. And many times we feel like that. We feel like men want to climb over us. Our situations want to climb over us. But Lord, you did not stay in the grave so that we don't stay in the condition of oppression and frustration. You rose up from the dead. You were raised. And the same power that raised you from the dead is among us today. And today, we, may we experience your resurrection power. Lord, thank you. Even as we illuminate our spirit and bring word of encouragement and, and power to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, choir. Let's appreciate the choir. Hallelujah. Appreciate them. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, uh, Pastor P, for coming. All our children, you are staying with us today. Make sure there is a child in each row, at least a child in each row. Children, you are with us. We are not going to make noise. We are going to fellowship together. Hallelujah. Amen. Glad to have everyone. It's been like as if it's a mall. Welcome back. Amen. A lot of things have been happening. We bless the name of the Lord for testimonies of his goodness. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm looking around. I've got to keep going. <laughs> Amen. I missed everyone. I was away last week. I was having a training on um, safeguarding children, especially from Africa, over two days. And one day, the Lord will help me to be able to facilitate it and share it with us. We realize that more of our children are going into care. And it's because of two things. The one is, one is neglect. Somebody say neglect. And the other is discipline. It's discipline. More and more, there are, we understand that uh, we make up 2% of the overall population, but 7% of the children in care are African children. And what really made me to go there, made me say, okay, I will give up that Sunday. In August, I was with Pastor Eunice in their church for their conference. I was speaking at their conference, and there was this beautiful lady, young girl, beating the drum. And she was doing it very well, but she wasn't happy. And so I encouraged her. And then in the, at lunch, I went to her and I asked, you're, you're beat, beat, beating the drum so beautifully, but you're not enjoying it as much as we are. And she pointed to two other boys in the congregation. And she said she doesn't understand why they took three of them from their mom and put them into foster care. 
and she started to weep. She broke down. Three children taken from one mother and put in the care. And thank God they were in the care of the pastor I went to minister with. But it really came so close to me to realize that we have to do something. And we can do something. And you probably know I also serve on the board of the Oxfordshire Safeguarding Children's Board. And I believe by the mercy of God while I'm there, I would like to help them understand more about children from Africa. Our children are great. Our children are wonderful. Look at them. Just look at the children. I said, let there be a child. In Help me celebrate the, cha the child on, in your role. Hallelujah. These ones are destined for greater things. Look at the professors. Look at them, the prime ministers. Look at them, the men and women of integrity. Hallelujah. Look at him. Eh? The light is excited. Yes? Praise the Lord. We, 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 we have great children. Hallelujah. And our children are not to be put in black book of considered small. They've got the solution. They are carrying the mandate for the future. Appreciate God for these children. Hallelujah. Amen. Our God is awesome. Today, by the message of the living God, I believe the Lord wants to encourage us to eat the word. Somebody say, eat the word. That's the topic, eat the word. Our theme for the month is forever, oh God, your word is settled. Where? 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 Hallelujah. If the word of God is settled in heaven, then it is good for us to eat it. It is important for us to understand it because it brings stability into our lives. It brings hope. Hallelujah. And thank God for Brother Simon as he opened up the chapter we are studying this month, Psalm 119. It's the longest chapter in the Bible. And it doesn't talk about money. It doesn't talk about health. It focuses on the word of God. And the verse 89 says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Hallelujah. Verse 90 says, Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth and it abides. They continue this day according to your ordinances. For all are your servants. Unless the law had been my delight, I should have been perished. I should then have perished in my affliction. Mm. Have you understood that verse? I'll read it again. Unless thy law had been my delight, I should then have perished in my affliction. I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. I am thine, save me, for I have sought your precepts. The wicked have waited for me to destroy me, but I will consider your testimonies. I have seen an end of all perfection, but thy commandment is exceeding broad. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. I want you to it's the word of God. It's the bread of life. Even daily. Agree with God that his word is forever settled. Where? In heaven. There is no contention for the integrity of the word of God. If you don't understand it, we can help you understand that this word of God is settled. That is part of his integrity. It does not change for generation. God will not say because we are now in the technological age. He will have to rewrite his word. No. We have to understand the technological age in the light of the word of God that is settled. Praise the Lord. We have to give our generation to the stability that is available in the word of God. Praise God. 
And how many people know that ignorance is never an excuse? How many people believe that? How many people believe that ignorance is never an excuse? Uh, only these people. These people don't believe it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ignorance is never an excuse. I'm going to share the word of God, but I want God to prepare our hearts so that from today, your appetite for truth will increase in Jesus' name. I believe it was in 1999 or 2000, I had agreed to help with the Alpha course, and I was driving from our house to go to the venue, and I was late. I was running late, and um, I saw policemen ahead of me, and I didn't even take notice. I was just cruising. And then they waved, and I'm wondering, well, I'm late, I want to go. So they said, hello, how are you? I said, fine, thank you. They said, you were speeding. I looked at them. I looked at where I was coming from. They said, yes, you were almost um, about 40-something miles per hour. They showed me their tracked, and I mean, I saw them, amen? I saw them, and so I said, yes, but what's the problem? They said, you are, it's a 30 mile zone. I said, it's not written here. I couldn't see the, because I've done the theory. Uh, I, didn't I do the theory? <laughs> I've done the theory then. So they said, no, even if it's not shown, for as long as there is street lights, you can't do more than 30 miles. Oh, she's just passed that driving license. She's, there. she's helping me understand that, yes, they are right. I said, I'm sorry. Oh, they said, we're sorry. There's nothing we can do. Um, we have to give you points. Can you bring your, account? have you got your driver's license with you? And then my heart went. <laughs> well, you have up to how many days to show it? So I knew now trouble has started. I just came to the country. While I was coming, they told me that you go with this international driver's license. After a year, you change it, which means it's expired. I tried to call Nigeria. Can you get me a new pass, uh, driver's license? By then, they were changing the rules. You can't just walk into an office and get a license. Even if they got it, there was no one to bring it. So I sent my uh, expired license to them. And then a few weeks after, I got a letter um, to appear in court. And as I stood, they were reading the charges. Count one. <laughs> she was speeding at this, this, this miles per hour in a 30-mile zone. Count two. She did not have a valid driver's license. And so they started the proceeding. <coughs> and the prosecutor said, my Lord, this lady was caught driving. And she was very, she was, she didn't even know the speed. In the area, which means she could have been driving at any speed, which makes her a very dangerous driver. And so I got the points. I got the fine. And then I had to quickly go and start my lessons. Praise God. The word of God is settled. The law of the land is settled. They will not move it because you're a stranger. They won't even move it because I was going to do a good job. I was going to help. I was going to help at Alpha. I was going to help more people understand the Bible. But they didn't. I got my fine. I got my penalties. And I got that guilt. But the Lord had mercy. But what happened was that, one, I started with ignorance. It was ignorance that exposed my disobedience. 
because I was ignorant that I should not be speeding at over 30 miles per hour. That exposed the fact that I'd been disobedient to the law of the land. I had been driving without having a valid driver's license. And I'm sure some people are saying, <laughs> if you haven't got your license, go and sort yourself out. Amen. Praise the Lord. And the same thing with the word of God. God does not want us to be ignorant of his word. He wants us to know what he has said. So even if you see the enemy miles ahead of you, you are not panicking. Amen? Because you already know what the word of God says concerning you. You already know what the counsel of the Lord is about you. Praise the Lord. And so the God of heaven wants us to have this word as food to eat so that it mixes with every fiber of our being and we can live on the authority of the word of God. Say, it's the word. Ezekiel chapter 3. Ezekiel chapter 3. Ignorance will never be an excuse, not for the law of man, not for the law of God. Ezekiel chapter 3. I'll read from verse 1. Amen. It says, Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, eat that thou findest. Eat this roll and go speak unto the house of Israel. Are we there? Ezekiel chapter 3 from verse 1. I start again. Moreover, he said unto me, son of man. How many son of man are in the house today? Amen. Not just Ezekiel. Amen. Eat that thou findest. Eat this roll and go speak unto the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and it caused me to eat that roll. And he said unto me, Son of man, cause thy belly to eat and fill thy bowels with this roll that I give thee. Then did I eat it, and it was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. Praise the Lord. Let's stop there. How many son of man are in the house? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Hallelujah. We are all sons of men. Hallelujah. And the Bible says God told Ezekiel early in his ministry to eat the roll, the word of God. You know, the word did not, the Bible did not come as Bible. It came as scrolls. Amen. Even at this time, Ezekiel only had the Old Testament, but it was enough to fill him. But these are the things God said to him as he's saying to us. Eat what you find. Hello. How many books are in the Bible? How many? Oh, these people know it. These people don't know it. The people in the middle. How many books are in the Bible? 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 Our children know it. Clap for them. Hallelujah. How many in the Old Testament? 39. How many in the New Okay, these people don't know it. How many in the Old Testament? 39. How many in the New? Okay, these people, let's help them. How many books in the Old Testament? Don't, huh? How many in the New? Yes. Eat what you find. Hey, in the first week, I, we gave out this guide that tells you how many chapters are in each book. God knows that you are not going to be exposed to the 66 books at the same time. 
but you will find them. Eat what you find. Eat what you what? Find. Which means they are already settled, but you have to find them. It's already written. You have to find them. You've got to make an effort. Praise the Lord. And so, in the first week, I said to Ross, go and look at books that have one chapter alone and read. How many people have done that? You've read? Nobody? Nobody? You did? Are you sure? You're not sure? You're sure? Two people. I'm sure there were more than 40 people in church that day. Amen? The Bible says, eat what you find. Then eat the rose. Eat what you find until you are finished eating. <laughs> Hello. Eat what you find. Eat this roll. Eat what you find until you have finished eating the whole thing. Don't stop eating. This is one month we focus on the ministry of the word of God. If you don't get started, when will you get started? Eat what you find. Then eat this roll. After that, go and speak to the house of Israel. Why did he have to eat what he finds and why do, does he need to eat until he finishes? Because what will minister to her will be different to what will minister to him. What will minister to him will be different to what will minister to him. Praise the Lord. But if you have taken the time to eat the roll, you will have a message, a counsel for everyone. Church of Jesus, son of man, eat this role. And verse 2 is the response of Ezekiel. It says, so I opened my mouth and it caused me to eat that role. <laughs> because he had a desire, God helped him until you, I mean, when the instruction was given that we should all go home and find a chapter, you could at least have sat down to say, yes, that instruction. I don't know where to start, but I'm just going to do one. Because help is available. He said, as I opened my mouth, he caused me to eat it. There will be a union between your spirit and the word of God when you position yourself as if you are ready to re-eat the word. You have to put yourself in that place where the Holy Spirit can curse you to eat this role, to eat this bread of life. Hallelujah. And verse 3 said, And it said to me, Son of man, cause your belly to eat it, that is, digest it, and fill your bowels with this role that I give you. God is inviting World Fountain Christian Ministries to the life that is available in the world. This word of God is forever settled in heaven. He said, eat it. Fill your belly with it. Let your every part of you digest it. And I believe today we've been given something. How many people have received this? If you have, lift it up. Let me see. Yes, please. Hallelujah. Did we have enough? Not really? Please. The, if you need, please, if they have, let's pass, let's share it for a few more people or you share. Hallelujah. This is a practical session because I believe that there is power in the word of God for all that God wants his word to do in our lives. Amen. Amen. The disciplines. Amen. The first one 
Hello, are we there? Have you got this? Let's turn our attention to this. Amen. It's reading. Somebody say reading. Thank God the Bible is, that we have is not in Greek or Hebrew or Latin. It's in English. We even have it in Yoruba. Praise the Lord. We have it in three. Hebrew. Any other in your language? Uganda is available. And so we can read the scriptures. And I want you to know that when you read the Bible, you are training your eyes, your, your visual senses to focus on the word of God, irrespective of circumstances. It's a discipline that your eyes need. Come with me. Hello? Reading the Bible is a discipline that your eyes need. The same eyes that read medical reports and send fear into the brain can be trained to read the word of God and send faith into your heart. Praise the Lord. It's a discipline. Your eyes need this partnership with the word of God. It needs to have gone through the word of God to the left, to the right, to the left, to the right. So when you receive bank statements, and you are reading them, and your mind is beginning to suggest something. The same eyes that have read the Bible will be picking faith back to you. It's a discipline. Somebody says it's a discipline. I want you to look at the word of God. Ezekiel chapter 3. Move your eyes from the, how do you read? Right? left, right, left. We are going to read whatever translation we have. Let's go. Moreover, he said unto me, son of man, eat that thou findest. Eat this roll and go speak unto the house of Israel. Verse 2. So I opened my mouth and it caused me to eat that roll. Praise the Lord. Training your eyes, the sense of vision. To read the word of God is a great discipline that will last you a lifetime. Because you are asking your eyes to engage with truth that is settled in heaven. So that when temporary situations and circumstances of life come, you can look through the eyes that have been trained in the word of God to interpret what you are receiving. Praise the Lord. If your eyes have not been trained to engage with the word of God that is forever settled, when you read some letters, when you read some instructions, your heart will panic. And so it's a discipline to get your eye gate. Somebody say eye gate. To see through the lens of God's word. And that is what helped people in the time past to be able to live their life over and above the demands of their time. Praise the Lord. Second one, what is it? What is it? Yes, I'm going, sorry, I've gone back to the discipline. What is it? Touch your ears, everyone. Please don't say it's child's play. Please, please. How many people hear words from their ears, through their ears? You hear? Amen. Hallelujah. That's another gate for the word of God to be eaten. 
eat the roll. Somebody say, eat the roll. You can eat the word of God through hearing. Samuel says, speak, Lord, for your servant does what? Your servant does what? Hearing. When you hear the word of God, either you are, thank God for iPhone, thank God for CDs, thank God for MP3. When you hear the word of God, you are teaching your hearing gate to be able to allow the word of God to filter through. So that when messages of this temporary world, messages that are not settled, pass through your age hearing gate, there is a settled filter, praise the Lord. There is an opportunity for the word of God to filter whatever is coming in and only to retain what is settled. Praise the Lord. When Mary heard the angel say to her that she was going to conceive, even though biological processes were not completed, she said, let it be unto me according to your word. The word that went through the hearing gate. Somebody pull your ears again. Say, my ear will hear good news. In the name of Jesus. You can eat the word of God through hearing. You can hear the word of God helping you to solve, sort and solve the issues of life. Because you have trained your ears to hear. Is it David that said, I will, Habakkuk says, I will set upon my watch and hear what he will say to me. For he will speak peace to his people. Our hearing gate needs to develop this discipline of hearing the word of God and using it to tune every other word. Praise the Lord. The third one is what? Study. Hello? Studying. What's the difference between studying and reading? What's the difference between studying the word of God and reading the word of God? What's the difference, Joel? What's this difference? Yes, yes, wake up. What's the difference between reading and studying? Even unique. Let me clap for my professor. Amen. You see why we need them in the class. You see why we need them. She said reading, you can skip. You can select what you want to. You can skim read. How many people understand skim reading? You have so much to read, you just choose what you want to. She said, but studying, every line matters. Not only that, every word matters. You want to find out what does this word mean, brethren? What does this word mean? And so you go beyond the written word to find interpretation. Maybe you use an atlas, you use um, concordance, you use dictionary to understand. And I bless the name of the Lord for the Bible study we've been having. It's awesome. Praise the Lord. In John, uh, Joshua chapter 1, God encouraged Joshua to get into the habit of studying. Actually, kings in the Old Testament, they were supposed to have this word. They were to copy it themselves again to be sure that they've re read every bit of it before they became kings. So that when they sit on the throne to make judgment, they are placing everything that comes to them 
against the word of God to make decisions. And we have kings and priests in the house. Praise the Lord. And so, studying will help you not only to understand the word as it is written as to the content, but also the context of the word. When was it written? Who wrote it? Okay, let me ask us. How many people know that Adam and Eve, they sinned against God? You do know? Uh -huh. Where do we find that? What, what did they do? What was their sin? Sorry? They disobeyed God. What exactly did they do? Ah, please, oh, I like your responses. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. But I need to hear, what did they do? What fruit? Apple. You read apple. You know, I've been preparing my ears to hear apple at what fountain. How many people have apple in their Bible? There is no apple. The Bible did not mention any fruits. So we have to go and read it. Don't, I like the answer of disobedience. But studying will actually help you ask the question. I've been hearing apple. Actually, I've been hearing apple. Do you know why they call this in, in the in man as Adam's apple? It's from Genesis. The men, they ate apple. And the thing choked. So that's Adam's apple. You haven't heard it. It's because they, that they attach it to Genesis. But uh, up, say, say to your neighbor, there is no apple in, the, in Genesis. Okay. How many wise men went to Jesus? You found three in your Bible? Did it say three in the Bible? He only said wise men, they went. It's only the gifts that were three. We are not told the number of wise men that visited. Thank God Christmas is coming. Go and read your Christmas story. Go and study. He does not tell us how many wise men went. Hallelujah. And that is, this, those are the simple things we need to actually study. His life, his resurrection. And he's coming back. Don't ignore it. If you don't want to know about Abraham, thank God Abraham is in the past. Abraham is for you and I to learn how to live. But when it comes to Jesus, don't mess around with the details. Praise the Lord. Because every contention that the enemy will bring around you will be about the man Jesus in your life. He hasn't found any other person that irritates him in life like Jesus. And so you and I must know everything that Jesus stood for. Three wise men did not visit Jesus. He was visited by wise men, and wise men still visit him in the name of Jesus. Studying will help you to separate the chaff from the wheat. It will help you to separate the uh, tradition of men from the truth of God's word. Studying will separate you from those who just have are hearing about God and make you someone who knows God. Studying. Study to show yourself approved unto God, not unto men. Now, Second Timothy, you have it there. Chapter 2, verse 15. We are going to study to show yourself approved unto God. 
Study to that place where God will mark you excellent. Amen. Amen. Study to the point that God himself confirms that, yes, you know the word. Approved unto what? God. As a workman that needs not be ashamed. Rightly dividing the truth. When, when Satan presented Eve with the word that was not the truth, she didn't present herself as what? Approved. She could not rightly divide the word. Hallelujah. But God wants us to be presented to him as workmen who are not ashamed. And how do you become a workman? Is in the daily living, the habit of waking up and sleeping. We are all workmen. It's not until you go onto the mission fields. It's not until you are hired as a pastor, a preacher, or an apostle. No, every one of us, through our daily living, we are God's workmen. The Bible says we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. When the, my brother faces a challenge as a little boy, if the knowledge of God in him rises up, amen, and is able to defend himself with the word of God, he is a workman that is not ashamed. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Yes. When you face the challenge of, of life, do you face challenges? What challenges do you face? I face challenges. They are so easy to be forgotten. Amen. My sister. Thank you. Yes, Eunice. Do you face challenges? Yes. Yes. How do you face those challenges? Is it a big challenge? Sir, do you face challenges? Every day is new. Please, do you want to share one? Um, work challenges. Work challenges, yeah. How does the word of God become relevant at work? You're a soldier. Yeah. So tell me, how does the word of God become relevant? It becomes relevant because um, the word faith comes back to me. Any time I'm going into a battlefield or a hard condition, I just believe in the word of God and then go and then come back and I believe God has led me through. So, Amen. Yeah. Praise God. Do you face challenges? Daily, Pastor. Nice work. <laughs> Everything that you do, there's a challenge. Nice work. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Um, even at home, um, like raising my son, mm -hmm. there are challenges. Um, for example, there's a culture of watching TV a lot. I've tried to make him understand that that is not um, the way to do it. It's okay to watch TV, but at certain time, particular time. So there's always a challenge there. <laughs> not per se, but um, everything uh, that you need to go through life is in the word of God, I believe. Praise the Lord. Now, the studying of the word of God will take it from the letter to the spirit. And so it will help you to discover what is relevant. You see, the Bible may not hold television as a letter in it, but there are principles, praise the Lord, that studying the word of God will bring alive to you 
And every challenge, I believe God that there is a solution for it in the name of Jesus. Everybody, point your middle finger out. What would take you farthest in the word of God is studying it. You want to go far? It's studying the word of God. It's, that's why it's the middle finger. Studying it on your own, studying it as a group, studying it in the church is the farthest. That's the one that will take all of us farthest. And that is the one the enemy will tell us you really don't have time for. That's the one you'll say, no, not today. I'll do it tomorrow. That's the one you will suggest to somebody, oh, don't worry. We'll catch up later. And that's the one that needs the greatest discipline. So how do we study the word of God? How do we study the word of God? Anybody with an answer? How do we study the word of God? By reading, by hearing, Yes? By doing. Because by doing it, you discover that it works. It works. It solves problems. It comforts. It encourages. It corrects. It rebukes. It instructs. It does everything that it's meant to do. And until you do it, you can't prove it. Praise the Lord. And then the fourth one is what? Memorizing. Memorizing. I remember as a child when we would get to school in those years, they would ask us to sign, stand up and we will memorize, not just the Bible. I'm trying to remember them now. Times table, national anthem. So we exercise the brain, that part of the brain that keeps record. Hallelujah. It's a discipline for that part of the brain that records that, look, I would rather you keep the word of God than the word of men. Praise the Lord. Memorizing the scriptures. It opens that part of the brain that records, that keeps memory, and it stores itself in it. Praise the Lord. And that was what Jesus was using when the enemy came to him and he said, do this, do that. And Jesus said, it is written. And he was quoting from the scriptures what he has memorized. How many people have kept memories of the word of God today that they want to share? Yes. What do you want? are in the house. My lips shall not speak wickedness, nor my tongue utter deceit. Hey, look at that scripture. I did, it didn't have to. Where's your Bible? Okay, share it. Yes, Job, you don't know where Job is. Show him where Job is. Show him where Job is. Have you found it? 
my lips will not speak wickedness, and my lips will not speak, oh, and my tongue will not whisper no deceit. Look at what my my son has kept in his mouth. My lips will speak no evil, and my tongue will speak no lies. For someone to hold on to in life, how old are you, Jesse? Six. How many people have memory verses? Memory? Delight, have you got a memory verse? Yes? It's not too young to keep. Have you got a memory verse? Yes? Memory verses? Joel? Oh, thank you. Sorry, dear. Yes? Philippians 4, 3. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. 13. Romans chapter 4, verse 13. I, somebody say, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. So when the fear about accomplishing something comes into her heart, she filters it with that word which she has already kept in her heart. He said his tongue will not speak, his lips will not speak evil, his, so, his tongue will not tell a lie. When there are temptations about saying something wrong, the word of God will rise up in his heart as a standard. Praise the Lord. Do you understand what it means? His brain has taken that into, and if for any reason he compromises, then the spirit will rise up and say, and I help him before anybody will point an accusing finger. Hallelujah. Because the Bible, you want to share it, memory verse, I'm coming to you. Why? Because Jesus said the Holy Spirit will remind us. He will remind us of the things that he has taught us that we have kept in our hearts. Yes, Judge? Please listen to this wonderful thing. Philippians 4, verse 6. Philippians 4, verse 6, the one you are referring to. We have to, you know, dress ourselves to the Philippians 4 for now. Okay, adults, help me help judge. What does Philippians 4, 6? I'm sure when you start it, you will remember it. Okay, let's pardon him. Praise the Lord. But at least they know that scriptures are written and are to be learned and to be memorized and to be remembered. Praise the Lord. Help me to appreciate the children. Help me to appreciate them. Hallelujah. Amen. Memorizing makes your brain to receive waves of God's truth. It helps your brain to receive the waves of God's truth. Because you never know when you're going to need it. Sometimes you are sleeping and you are dreaming. If you have the word of God in your heart, your spirit man will pick up the word of God and use it as a defense in, out of your subconscious. That's why you need to keep the word of God in your heart. Sometimes you're in a very precarious position. You don't even have an answer. The Holy Spirit will pick the word of God and make it to become the rhema for you at that moment. People of God, don't let us play church. 
Let us eat the scroll. Let us eat the bread of life. It's available. It's already settled in heaven. And it cannot be undone on earth in Jesus' name. Then the last one is what? Is what? Is what? What does it mean to meditate? Meditation mean? Help me. To think on something. Ponder on. Have a quiet time. Reflect on. Play it back. Encore. Repeat. Don't delete. Somebody say repeat. Don't delete. The word of God can be played back. You can sit on it and reflect on it. You can go to the beach and sit on the beach and meditate on the word of God. I'm not talking about yoga where you have to empty yourself of everything so that another spirit can come to you. I'm talking about you taking what, what is already in you, the word of God, and dwelling on it. I'm feeding on it. I'm feasting on it. I'm growing on it. Why? Because the word of God is the bread of life. As the pastor talked about replaying it back or repeating it or, play or, or, or reflecting on it. You understand that a cow, when it has finished eating, it just grabs, it grabs, it grabs, and then it sits down. And from its stomach, what does it do? It brings back the things he has already eaten and begins to chew. And chew, and chew, and chew. That's, what, the medi that's what, medi what meditation means. It means to examine the word of God from all dimensions. Examine the word of God from all dimensions. Okay, the person who is speaking, the person they are speaking to, what they are talking about, the solution they got, you begin to meditate on it until it becomes your own word. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Eating the scroll is very important for our daily living. It's more important than the times we are in when the government itself is confused about the way to go. There are times in life when you've got to give back to, to creation the word that God used to create it. Brethren, as we round up, I want us to look at Deuteronomy chapter 6 for you to look at the power in the word, what the word is supposed to do as you and I read, hear, study, memorize, and meditate on it. You see, meditation is like the thumb. Everybody, let me see your thumb. Your thumb. Hallelujah. When you get into the realm, when you begin to meditate upon the word of God, you have just developed an anchor that holds. An anchor that what? Holds. Fear cannot take it. That's when the word of God becomes settled in you because you have taken it in and it has found its place in you and it has become an anchor for your soul. And may the Lord God of heaven bless the word that you have in Jesus' name and increase our appetite for the word in Jesus' name. I read from verse 1. 
Now, these are the command, commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you, that ye might do them in the land whither you go to possess it, that thou might fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command thee, thou and thy son and thy son's son, all the days of, your, of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. The first thing, benefit, is that life is prolonged when the word of God finds itself in the life. The word of God prolongs life. Let me break, make it simple. Say it with me. The word of God prolongs life. That's his word. And so when something comes to cut life short, if you have read heard, studied, memorized, and meditated on the word of God. The word of God that will give you life will proceed. Have you got it? Do you understand it now? It does. The word of God prolongs life. It cuts off danger. It's a sword. Somebody say it's a sword. It is even sharper than any two-edged sword. And we all know that there are, somebody talk about free radicals. There are what? Free radicals that wants to cut life short. I'm not just talking about the chemistry and physics. Spiritual free radicals that want to cut life short. But the word of God stands with you. Hallelujah. I was sharing with somebody during the week. I was going out of the house. And this was not from the Bible. I just heard in my spirit, go and lock your door. And I'm wondering, I just jammed the door and I go. But that day, I just went back and I locked the door with key. And I went away. And it was not until, and I didn't think about it. It was not until I came back that I realized that my back door was not even closed. And I thought, the mere fact that I stepped back to lock what I understood, if God had to put angels to stand at the door, that was not locked, he would do it. Do you understand what I'm saying? The word of God prolongs life. That is why we can pray for the sick. Hallelujah. That is why we don't allow the enemy to come and just take away carelessly. The free radicals of life. But here we found in the word of God that this word of God can prolong life. I was trying to find out what the life expectancy is. And the highest is 80. They put it by nation. Go and Google and find out. It doesn't matter. But in Africa, they are saying from Zambia, Syria alone, I think Syria alone, they put 47. Uh -uh. When the word of God says the word of God prolongs life. Most of Africa, they put 51. I think the highest you find there is 61. But say that's not my portion. Why? The Bible says with long life will I what? With long life, will I what? So I may come from Africa where WHO says life expectancy is 40-something or 50-something. But this word of God says, even when I've done 80, I'm still doing dancing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It prolongs life. Somebody say it prolongs life. It will make WHO to be a liar concerning you in Jesus' name. Why? Because they've taken the nutrients of the word of God. So that if every situation around you is going contrary, you can bring them back to order by the word of God. 
Praise God. Verse 3 says, Deuteronomy 6, Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with you, and that you may increase mightily, as the Lord God of your fathers has promised thee, in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Hello, the mere fact that the land is flowing with milk and honey does not mean it will be a natural thing to you if you are not observing to do the word of God. That's what verse 3 says. It says, it will be well with you. Say, it will be well with me. And I will increase mightily. It does not matter what level you are in now. There is capacity for you to increase mightily. There is power for you to increase mightily. Say, I will increase mightily. It will be well with me. In the name of Jesus. This is what God is saying about this world that is settled in heaven. And verse 5 says, And thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your might. Why? You have found his word true. I mean, what naturally, you can fall in love with someone. Because you like their appearance, you like, you just think, oh, this is. But the more you find their words true, you find them trustworthy, you love them more, don't you? Hello. When you find them more trustworthy, that they're people of their word, that it doesn't matter how inconvenient it is, if they are promised, they will deliver. You love them more, wouldn't you? So you love God more. When you find him to be true to his word, when you find him that he does his word, he fulfills his word, that he has exalted his word above his name. Hallelujah. I know that many of us love to call Jesus. That's the name. But he exalts his word above what? His name. And so when you keep his word in your heart, when you dine with him and his word, you find out that you naturally grow stronger in love for him. Praise the Lord. Brethren, this week, this month, for the rest of our lives, I want to ask of us to make room for the word of God. Make room what? For the word of God. And this is the final instruction. It says, verse 7, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto your children. So we're going to be praying as with our children as they stay on our road. And shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way. And when you lie down and when you rise up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon your hand. And they shall be as frontlets between thy eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the post of your house and upon thy gates. And I love verse 10. And it shall be when the Lord your God have brought you into the land which is sworn to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not. I would have loved to continue, but let me, let's round it up here. There are cities that we didn't build that are ours by inheritance. But the way the enemy does it is it makes us to focus on building cities and we lose our inheritance. God will partner with us to do great things in the land that he has allotted to us. This word of God must not fade. It must not fade. Somebody say it must not fade. There is the tendency of everything around us to shout louder than the word of God. But I want you to know that this word of God is authority. And the Bible says we shall teach it to our children. When we sit down, when we stand up, when we lie down, 
when we walk in and when we walk out. People of God, I don't know what the adults are for our children. Do we have the word of God to teach them? Or do we need them to teach us? I'm sure we have the word of God to teach them. Thank God for what you already know. Amen. And thank God for what you will yet know. But it's a challenge to me. What word do I have to teach my children? When I face situations in life, what do they hear from my mouth? What resource do they find me leaning on? What staff am I walking through life with? The generation behind us, they are looking up to us for the word of God to be taught there. The school will not teach them. They've actually taken it out of their curriculum. So God is now depending ex expressly on us to teach our children. In all our busyness, let us fulfill our mandate to teach our children to know it and to do it. That is what Ezra said. He said he proposed in his heart to study the word of God, to do it, and then to teach others, whether they were in his, in his family or not. For long life, for increase, for a future and a hope, we have access to the word of God. And I'm not putting it on us as just pastime. I'm saying let us go into the word of God. And let us find life as we hear it, as we read it, as we study it, as we memorize it, as we meditate on it. Praise the Lord. Do we have the appetite for the word of God? Is anybody here today that will say, Lord, I need your word. I need to understand what you are saying to, your, to me what you are saying to my family, what you are saying to the church. I need to understand what you are saying to this generation. Help me, God of heaven. Are you like me that I did not know what speed limit I should be drive, driving on? And I got points, I got penalties and the guilt. Today you can lay it off down and ask God for that grace to come into the place where you know what your rights are, what your responsibilities are from his word. Are you driving with an expired driver's license? You used to know the Bible, but it's now in the time past. You are living in past glory. It has expired. Thank God the word of God does not expire. But your attention to the word of God has expired. Today the Lord is calling us back. This is the word of God. Some people struggle with it. They say it can't be the word of God. I don't have any other definition. It is the word of God. When I gave my life to Christ, some people met me and told me that it is not a complete book. And I said to, me, to them, if what is in it can bring so much change into my life and give me so much peace, it is complete for me. I don't have to add to it. I don't know where you, you are today. I want us to just bow down our heads and talk to God this afternoon and do a reflection. Are you reading? Are you hearing? Are you studying? Are you memorizing? Are you meditating on the word of God? Talk to God this afternoon. Receive the grace to grow in the word of God and the word of God to grow in you. Repent of neglecting the word. 
Ask the Lord to forgive you for not taking his word seriously. And take back, ask God to give back to you what you may have lost by not taking the word of God seriously. You know, the book of Proverbs says the prayer of someone that ignores the word of God is an abomination. Many times we want to stay in prayer, but we haven't stayed in the word. Tell God, ask him to bring balance into our lives. Bring balance into our homes. Bring balance into the church. Lord, help us. Help me by your spirit to give priority to your word and to embrace the life in your word. I need the life that your word gives. I need the future that your word gives. People of God, talk to God this afternoon that you need an appetite. You need a desire for the word of God. Ezekiel chapter 3 said, And as I opened my mouth, it caused me to eat. God caused me to eat. I open my mouth to the bread of life today. Cause me to eat your word. Cause me to eat the scroll. Cause me, Lord, God Almighty, to partner with you in your word. In the name of Jesus. I believe that the word of God is final authority in my life. I believe that the word of God is final authority in your life. I believe that the situations and the challenges of life, that will, they will bow to the word of God. They will bow to the counsel of the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you. At this moment, if there is anything that is contrary to the word of God in your life, you are going through a situation that does not represent the thought of God towards you. God says, behold, I know the thoughts that I have towards you. They are thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a hope and an expected end. Maybe you even have lost hope concerning a situation. Today, may God restore hope in the name of Jesus. Maybe there is a situation that you are thinking the end of it will not bring glory. Today, may God of heaven interrupt that situation and manifest his glory in the name of Jesus. I want you to rise up and just bless the name of the Lord that even his word will be true to you, will be true in your life. This year is the year of settlement and establishment that the God of heaven will help you to find settlement and establishment in his will in the name of Jesus. I want you to thank God that even not a jot of his word will pass away unfulfilled. The Bible says there shall be none barren among us. Therefore, by the spirit of the living God, every womb has capacity to bear. And we send for the word of God to bring, oh God, life out of every womb that is desiring it. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Bible says to us that God will bless our bread and our water. And he will take sicknesses and diseases away from among us. I want us to agree with God that every bread and water you have, that you take, they are blessed of God. And that by the reason of the covenant, sicknesses and diseases are taken away. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Bible says, with long life will it satisfy us. I want you to agree with God. It does not matter where you were born, how you were born, that God will satisfy you with long life. He will prolong your days, and you will not spend your day in sorrow. In the name of Jesus I want you to agree with God that his word is forever settled in heaven. People of God, you have a desire in your heart that you have been thinking that the year 2013, it will be accomplished. And you are still struggling. You still don't know which way to turn. 
I want you to agree with God that God, in this month of November, I agree with you, oh God, that that desire in my heart is of you and it will be accomplished. In the name of Jesus, I will not give up. I will not think less of the integrity of your word. I will not deny your word power to perform. Lord, I believe you that, Lord, by your mercy, I will enter into the desire you have put in my heart, even by your spirit, in the name of Jesus. I want you to look beyond yourself. Look into your family right now. Consider the situations around you through your family members and let the word of God be the benchmark. Begin to declare that no member of your family will live the life that is below the Bible standard. No member of your family, no member of my family will live the life that is below the Bible standard. Lord, I agree that your word will be the benchmark even in my family in the name of Jesus. In every family in what Fountain Christian Ministries, we will not live any life that is below the Bible standard. We will be overcomers because we are overcomers. In the name of Jesus, our men will not live the life that is below Bible standards. God said he will not hide secrets from Abraham. God will not hide the secrets from our men. In the name of Jesus, God said because Abraham will teach his children to obey God, God will bless Abraham. He will do everything he has promised Abraham. Lord, look at all the men in what Fountain Christian Ministries. And by your spirit, O oh God, help them, O oh God, to commit themselves to teach their family your word. In the name of Jesus Christ, if the enemy is lying to them, Lord, we silence the lies of the enemy. We say our men will live and fulfill the plan of God. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says that the elderly women should teach the younger. Lord, we pray that in this house, there will be women who are willing to teach others. By your spirit, in the name of Jesus, we will pass the button, oh God. We will pass the light, oh God. By your spirit, oh God, darkness will not find its way among us. In the name of Jesus, we agree, oh God, that even in this month, we, our dreams shall be midwifed by heaven. Lord, every dream in the house will be a midwife. I pray for the singles, oh God. The Bible says none shall lack his mate. None shall lack her mate. Lord, you are God. You are able to connect the eagles. You are able to connect the sparrows. All our singles, oh God, that are ready for marriage. I say let the word of God come to life. Let the word of God be activated on their behalf. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, that by your spirit, oh God, the men, oh God, will find, oh God, the good thing. And the ladies will be found by, the, by their good thing in Jesus' name. There shall be no mismatch. There shall be no erroneous matching in the name of Jesus. Daddy, we say our marriages will be up to Bible standard. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we pray for our youths, oh God. You said you have no need that anyone should teach you because the truth of God is in them. Lord, even those of them that are not around, those of them that are with us, we pray, they will not be taught by the world, but they will be taught by the word of God. By the Spirit of God, they will live in the fear of God. Daddy, and they will experience the help of God. They will experience the presence and the peace of God. What we have been teaching them, oh God, they will discover the reality of it. The word of God will be their reality. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for all our children. 
Lord will bless your name because the Bible says the child grew and he was filled with wisdom and the spirit of God was in him and he found favor with God and with men. We release all our children to grow. We ask that they be filled with wisdom in the name of Jesus. We said, Lord, they will be, they will be smarter than their teachers because the spirit of God will dwell in them. In the name of Jesus, Daddy, we thank you. Even for your church, you said you will build your church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Daddy, even in this day, we say, activate your word, O oh God, that we will prevail and will not be prevailed over. In the name of Jesus Christ, Daddy, Lord, we will not be prevailed over. By the spirit of the living God, we will overcome. In the name of Jesus, Daddy, we bless your holy name. We thank you, O God, because you will help us to read, to hear, to study, to memorize, and to meditate on your word, and to do it. And we will have good success. We thank you, Lord, that our future is filled with good success. Say, my future is filled with good success. Say, my future is filled with good success. Say, my future is filled with good success. Because I will do the word of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.